Emory Say Podcast. Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member of the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to changing diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and thanks for joining me. Before I start today's episode, I just want to remind everyone of where you can find the show. This podcast is available on all DSPs, including Apple and Spotify. On social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Fatherhood Podcast and like the Fatherhood Podcast page on Facebook. If you're listening on iTunes and like the conversations we're having, take a moment to leave a rating and review. So I'm riding solo today. Um, because it's a very special day in our household. Today is November 2nd, 2020, and just like that, we have a two-year-old in the house. It was on today at 3.44 in the morning at Sibley Memorial Hospital in D.C. that Emory made his entrance and I became a father. It was and still is undoubtedly one of the best days of my life, and the experience of childbirth is an amazing one that I can't adequately put into words. So as always, shout out to my wife, Sharice, for just being amazing throughout that process. If you go back to the very first episode of this podcast, which we're actually coming up on, on two years of it being a thing, uh, you'll hear me talk about some of the feelings I had just a few weeks into the fatherhood. There was excitement, you know, uncertainty, anticipation of all the things were to, that were to come um, with being a first-time dad. You know, leading up to Emery's birth and even over the course of the first few months of his life, people would say, among other things, enjoy it now because it's going to fly by. And I understood that to an extent. You know, I knew how it felt when I saw kids and my friends and family grow up fast. You know, one minute they'll be one or two years old, and the next minute they'll be starting school and, you know, walking around like a little grown person. So the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here today talking to you guys with a two-year-old just speaks to the fact of how fast time flies when you're a parent. Like many, you know, this year has just been an adjustment for all, to say the least. And it's just been a trying, uh, trying year for everyone. But through it all, you know, it's been amazing to watch Emory grow uh, and develop. Just seeing him, you know, figure out life, you know, improve his vocabulary, improving his motor skills, um, developing his own little personality. It's just been just amazing to watch. And of course, COVID preventing us from having, you know, a big party. We did have you know, a small gathering uh, with some cousins yesterday. It was it was a great experience for him. Um, obviously, he won't remember it, but, you know, it was just a joy to kind of celebrate uh, his life, those who are close to him and us. So for a few minutes today, I just want to share some things that, you know, I've learned in the two years of being a father. You know, granted, you know, the reality is I'm learning something every day. There's not a day go, that goes by uh, as a parent, that you don't learn something new, you don't figure out, you know, maybe this is the best way to do things. Um, there are always adjustments, but these are just some things that have constantly stood out to me 
and have been a reoccurring theme uh, in my experience of, as a father these past four years. And as, as I you know, talk about them, I'm sure many of you can relate to some, if not all of them, and have your own personal experiences and, and uh, can relate to, to the, these things that I'm going to share. I think first and foremost, what I've learned um, in the two years of being a father is patience. And I really could start and end the list right there. Um, being a parent of now uh, of a now two-year-old and even leading up to his birthday, it just takes a level of patience that I didn't know I, I had. Um, you know, and that's, that's an everyday challenge, you know, being patient with him as he, you know, learns and figures out the world. Because, again, he, he does not know. And a, a lot of times it can be frustrating, you know, when you're, you're in a hurry or you're trying to do different things and you have to, you know, take a step back and understand that you have to teach him and he has to figure things out and you have to, you know, sometimes slow down and go at, at his pace, especially when he's frustrated and, you know, he's crying and, you know, you're trying to get work done and, and that sort of thing. It just takes a level of patience um, to deal with, with children. Um, and that, that's probably one of the main things that I've learned. I, I was a patient person, um, generally speaking, but that, that level of patience that it requires to be a parent, um, it just is magnified, uh, especially as you reach the toddler stage, which we are now. And you see sometimes when, you know, you're just kind of around the house and you're trying to have a moment, you know, to relax or you're trying to get ready to go out, you know, to do certain things. And it just does not work out. It's just whatever reason he's just fussy or he's just, you know, complaining he's hungry and you're trying to get some, some, some snack together to put in the car. And it's just all it just seems like it's coming down at you at one time. And it, it, you have to force yourself to just say, hey, take a deep breath, you know, one thing at a time, attend to him. And, and get everything done that you need to get done. And that, again, that, that patience part of it is, is magnified. It's, it's, you have to apply it to every day uh, of your life as a parent. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, is a constant challenge. Because sometimes you get frustrated. And it's okay to get frustrated. Um, but again, I try to have as much patience with Emery. Because I know he's just learning. He's trying to figure out things. He's not doing these things intentionally to frustrate me or Sharice. And that, I think that's where um, the understanding of the patient come, comes into play for me because I understand that where he is in his stage of life. And I know that he's not doing these things to purposely frustrate us. So I have to, you know, meet him where, where he is and be understanding and be patient with him as he learns and grows and develops. You know, one of the other things I've learned, the second thing, point, so to speak, that I've learned as a parent these past two years is that you know, I'm an example for him and I've been that example for him um, from day one. Um, I've mentioned this on, on several episodes of the podcast previously and in talking to friends. Um, one of the things that I tell people is that one of the most surprised, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by this, but Emery watches everything that Sharice and I do. And I guess more so me um, for the purpose of this podcast, being a dad, he he has his eyes on me and is mimicking everything that I do. And it's important to me that I understand that um, even at this, you know, young stage, I'm setting an example for him and how he behaves when he's out of our sight. You know, thankfully for us, um, he's been able to stay in day, daycare throughout this period. We have a great daycare and um, she's been able to stay open throughout this COVID period, which has been a, a huge blessing and a, a weight off our shoulders. But again, when I'm at home and I'm around him, I'm setting that example for him on how to behave, how to do things, how to react to things, the things that I'm saying, the way I'm conducting myself. So that when he's out of our sights, you know, he's mimicking these things. And now that he's, he's talking a lot nonstop, 
you know, it's like an echo. He's repeating everything um, that I say. So I have to watch, watch my language, watch how I react to things, watch, watch how I'm, that how Sharice and I are talking. So I think the the other thing that I've learned in two years of a, of, a, of being a parent is that you are setting an example literally from day one for your child. And that that is, you know, a continuous thing that he's watching me and watching what I do every day. So I have to make sure that I'm conducting myself in a way that, you know, will, will set a great example for him and that he can follow in my footsteps and know what is right versus what is wrong. Next thing, you know, I wanted to talk about in terms of what what I've learned in two years of being a father is the importance of being uh, your child's biggest cheerleader. And, you know, that 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 is an important thing for me because it's setting the tone for encouragement and support for Emery. Um, It's boosting his self-esteem. It's making him feel good about himself. And it's teaching himself, uh, teaching him rather to to celebrate the wins, no matter how big or small they are from him you know, climbing the steps and reaching the top, you know, it's, we, we celebrate that for him, you know, climbing up on the couch and sometimes we'll see him struggling and I'll tell Sharice, you know, let him, let him figure it out, let him do it. Um, and then when he gets up there, he claps and just smiles and then we, we, we cheer him on when he's throwing a ball, when he's figuring out how to kick the ball, you know, everything from, you know, him counting to doing his ABCs to him, you know, saying new words. And that that's where we're at now. Sometimes, you know, he'll, he'll say new things and, you know, we'll say, oh, he's learned a new word, you know, or he'll bring home his coloring projects from school. And all those things need to be celebrated. Cheer him on, you know, make sure that he understands that, you know, we are excited for him, that we're proud of him of what he is doing. And I think, you know, it's important for us as parents to celebrate those wins so that, you know, it is established in the home of how good of a person he is. He's a star. He's smart. Um, he's a winner. He's a leader. And that that self-esteem, you know, setting that that foundation for the self-esteem now will bode well for him as, as he grows out uh, in the real world at, and when he gets older and deals with the detractors, deal with people who say he can't do it, he's not. Um, as good as the next person. But we have established that self-esteem by being cheerleaders for him, that he has that confidence when he steps out of the house that, you know, I am somebody, I'm good, I am worthy, I need to be at this table, I need to be, uh, you know, in this position that I've been put in because we've been a cheerleader uh, for him in our house. And that's that's one of the, the things that we try to do um, for Emory all the time. It's just, you know, root for him and cheer for him to be successful. These next three things that I had jotted down when I was thinking about what I wanted to share um, that I've learned are, are, are sort of connected. And the first one is, um, you know, just I've, I've learned not to take myself too seriously as a parent. Um, you know me, I'm, you know, a very laid back guy, I'm very happy, look, go lucky, don't take myself or anything too seriously. And I think as parents, sometimes we put pre- there's a pressure um, that exists that we all have to have the answers. We all have to have things figured out. As soon as our child arrives, as soon as we get home, we have to have, you know, everything figured out. We have to know what to do when, when, when things don't work out according to what we've, you know, read on the internet, what we read in these books, what we talked to our friends about, you know, it's, it's, it goes in a panic mode. Oh, what am I doing wrong? What is, what is wrong with my child? You know, I'm not the best parent. And we, sometimes I see, um, parents, and even, you know, we, myself and Sharice, we get frustrated and, you know, we, 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 we wonder if we're doing something wrong, if we're, if we're doing the right thing, if we're doing it, what it, we're doing things the way Emory needs them to be done, uh, as his parents, parents, because every child, you know, is different. 
And I, I just think we don't need to put pressure on ourselves. I think we just need to take things day by day because no day is the same. Um, and that's definitely, you know, a point A to, to this point, overall point of not taking yourselves too seriously is that, you know, every day is different. Um, there are going to be some challenging days. There are going to be some easy days. And, you know, in parenting for me has been just a fun experience. Yes, there are challenging days. Yes, there are days you just kind of want to, you know, throw in a towel. But, you know, just watching Emery grow and develop and understanding that I'm learning too while he's figuring out the world. I'm learning what to do as a parent. And just not to take it, you know, too seriously, because not to take things too seriously, because at the end of the day, everything is going to work out um, for the good, I believe. And maybe that's just me being optimistic, but that's just my approach, just to not take myself too seriously. Do what I need to do, learn as I go, but, you know, have some room to 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 give yourself uh, some grace and not be too hard on yourself when you feel like you've you've let yourself or your your child down from a parenting perspective. And secondly, um, this the second part of this kind of three point package in terms of what I've learned as a fa- as a father is just you know it's okay to parent differently than you were. We're not our parents. Everyone was raised differently. Everyone was brought up um, the way their parents thought they should be at the time. A lot of it has to do with where you were raised. A lot of it has to do with the generational gap. A lot of it has to do with the way your parents are raised. And, you know, as, as you get older, sometimes is that the reality of seeing your parents as people, you have to accept that maybe that the decisions and the way they think they did things weren't always the best, but it was the best for them. And they did what they thought was, was the best for you. And, you know, that does not mean that that has to be the way that you raise your child. You know, some things, yes, there are going to be some things that I do. And there are some things that I am doing with Emery that I was that were done with me by my mom and dad. Um, there's some things that I know uh, when he gets older, there are going to be some ways and methods that, that my dad, you know, you know, took with me that I'm going to try to apply with Emery. But in the same token, there are going to be some things that, you know, I experienced as a child and the, the things that my parents, uh, some of their approaches with me, I know that I have no interest in doing. And that's okay. Um, because, you know, the, this is this is our child. This is the way we choose to to uh, raise Emory. And I think a lot of times some some people feel guilty by doing that. And that's okay. I mean, that, that, that feeling is a natural feeling. But you have to understand it's okay to, to parent. It's okay to live life. It's okay to, you know, do things the way you feel is best for you and your household. Um, and that may be different from the way you were brought up. Um, and a lot of times, you know, that, that creates some sort of some conflict with, with your own parents. And that's okay, too. Again, it's okay to parent differently uh, than you were. And to wrap, you know, the bow on this, this kind of three-point package is that, you know, it just in my opinion, comparison is, is a bad thing. It's corny. And I think we live in an era, especially in the social media age, where, where we, we, are, we find ourselves comparing everyone's life, um, whether it's what job you have, what are you doing, what house, your job. It, it, it's in a constant, we're in a constant comparison mode whenever we log on to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And I've, I've noticed that that's a thing, especially in the parenting space, in the parenting community. You know, we want to compare, you know, who had the best baby shower. We want to compare who had the best parties. We want to p- compare, um, we just passed Halloween weekend. We want to compare, you know, who, what kid had the best costume, whose child looked the cutest. You know, we want to compare 
everything. And, you know, it, it, it creates an atmosphere where you feel like you're doing things and you're parenting in a way just to keep up with uh, people on social media, which half of these people you don't even know in real life. Um, so we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, why are we doing this? Are we doing these things because this is in the best interest of our kid? Um, are we making these decisions that may not make sense for us financially, but we're doing so because it will look good on a, on a Facebook, Instagram post? You know, are we making decisions for how we choose to educate um, our children or what schools we should send them to because it's in the best dis- interest of the child and where what level he or she is at? Or are we doing so because we see an influencer or someone we may know did this and we just want to make sure that we're not, quote unquote, being left behind? And that that's a dangerous space to live in where we're, we find ourselves making decisions based on other people rather than the best decisions for our household. So I encourage everyone, and, you know, I'm guilty of this. And, you know, I'm sure Sharice would say the same thing. We have to be careful not to fall in the trap of of looking and making decisions based on what other people are doing in their, in their world. Because we don't know. Just as people don't know what's going on in our world, we don't know what, what goes into the decisions that other people make. But sometimes we are influenced by some mythical perspective of what we see online. And I think that's just a dangerous, dangerous thing to do. And sort of just kind of to bring this home, you know, as, as I talk about the things that I've learned um, in the two years of, of being a parent, I want to close, you know, on, on these last two points. They're kind of connected again. Perhaps the most important thing um, that I've learned as a parent is that you need an outlet from parenting. Parenting changes your life. If from from the moment that you bring that child home, nothing is the same. You know your your schedule is altered. Your priorities change. Um, how you, you the, the free time or lack thereof you you have is it's gone. But at the same token, with with all the responsibilities that come with being a parent, um, with everything you have to do to make sure you're you're keeping that child alive and healthy, and that that he or she is developing, you know you need an outlet from parenting. You need um, something to, even if for for an hour or two, just to kind of get your mind off off parenting to create the, that balance for you. Because you have to take care of yourself, especially in this period that we are now, where we were, a lot of us have been teleworking for seven eight months. Um, in many cases, some people have had their kids home this entire time. Where is the time for you? What are you doing to make sure that? You know, I'm taking care of, of myself. And I want everyone to just ask that question. What is it that I can do to make sure that I'm not driving myself insane from the responsibilities and rigors that come from parenting? I know you like Jamar, you know, that's easy for you to say, but you know, I challenge you to find something that that gives you an outlet from parenting. Um, for me, I like to run a lot, I like to exercise a lot. So um, my approach is when I drop off Emory at daycare around 7 30. I have about an hour, hour and a half before I really have to start work. I use that time to get some running in, um, whether it's just a, a quick three, four mile run. That's my time to kind of disconnect and get myself mentally prepared uh, for the day. Um, Sharice likes to go walking, listen to podcasts during the middle of the day. That's her thing. But we need that outlet from parenting um, to just, you know, make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Because if, if we as parents are not our best selves, um, we are no... Um, shape form or fashion to be the best parents we can for our for our kids so i think that's one of the most important things that i've learned as a parent you know don't lose yourself in parenting 
it is the the ultimate responsibility we have. But you know, before um, that bundle of joy came along, we were individuals. Uh, before we were partnered, before some of us were married, we were all individuals, and it's important that um, we we find a way to disconnect from the stresses of parenting, even if it's for ten to fifteen minutes. That will help our mental health. That'll help our physical health, and that will just give us a a balance that I think is is also important as we parent as our children age and develop and get older. So as we get ready for the terrible twos, yes, the tantrum has started, which are in some cases hilarious. Um, you know, try not to laugh sometimes. Emery is falling on the floor, just throwing stuff or just, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what do I do when I'm mad? What do I do when I'm frustrated? But I have the same feelings as I had on, on day one um, of this podcast and as on day one of, of Emery's life back two years ago. Um, the excitement is there. The, the uncertainty is there, the nervousness, the nervousness is there, the anticipation of what's to come as he, as he becomes a, a toddler, as he starts his second uh, going on three years of life. But, you know, as I say in the opening of the show, my goal is just to hope I get everything right. There will be mistakes. There will be hiccups. There will be frustrating times. There will be some days where I just think less of myself as a dad. There will be th- times where I, you know, just wonder, Am I being the best father? Am I setting the right example for him? But I think I'm I'm used to this new normal now. But I know as as Emory turns too, there will be some some changes to that new normal. And you know, as we talk, hopefully next year, uh, when he turns three, that you know I'll have some some more experiences to share with you. So I appreciate you all uh, vibing with me today. Just listen to me ramble for a few minutes. Uh, you know, I'm we're thankful that Emory has has been healthy. A uh, young man to this point, um, we think we're thankful that he is developing. We're thankful that you know he is you know is joyful and happy and laughing all the time. But we're just thankful for the joy that you know he has brought to our lives and to our home. And we're just excited for what's next uh, for him. So I appreciate you all listening. Y'all have a good one. I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is the Fatherhood Podcast. <laughs>